wonderful. Thanks, Joy and Billy and the team and all the kids. It was wonderful. Hey, as I said at the start, our, our intention as we, were, as we were planning for our Easter Sunday celebration was that, that we would do it outside. And our heart was that we would be involved and part of right into the middle of the city. And because our heart is for a city and our church is hard is for the city, and I say that as our, our church capital C. And so a part of what we were going to do, and we are still going to do, the, do this morning, is we want to take up a donation. This isn't an offering that's going to any of the churches. It's not paying off any of the expenses of today. But this is an offering or a donation that we want to give to some great work that's happening in our local community. The Teen Parents School caters for teenage parents throughout the entire Hutt Valley. And last year, they trialed a pilot program with the young fathers um, and the young partners of the students at the Teen Parents School. They hosted activity nights once a month, and these young men came together, and it was about starting to build rapport and a relationship with them between them and the counsellors of Family Works, who run a program called the Good Dads Programme. And the school have, have realized that these young men, they need to have the men who are passionate and working with them and getting alongside them, helping them make a difference in their lives, helping them spur them on to be the, to be the men of our community that they want to be and walking alongside them and doing that. And it's the desire of the Teen Parents School to see this opportunity grow where men can get alongside these young fathers and help guide them and help mentor them and support them in their role as parents. Currently, it's hoped that they want to continue these nights to have them twice a term, around about six times a year. And so this is going to be a platform for introducing these young men to role models and to mentors and to involving them into this Young Fathers program. These nights are going to include some mini workshops about parenting, so many workshops about having effective, healthy relationships. And today, the donation that we want to take up is going to go towards funding these events and the costs that they have of putting them on and having the counselors from Family Works come and be a part of it. So we think this is a wonderful thing for us as, as a group of people to invest in, to helping the team parent school and the team from Family Works invest in the lives of these young fathers. So on my right-hand side here, there's a white bucket that should be under each table, just on your right there, Vili, just under there, there is one. And so what, I, what I'm going to ask you to do is to pass those white buckets along your row. You people on the ends, you've got a little bit more work to do. There's a bit of a gap that you've got to fill there, but I reckon you can work with that. And so we're going to have the white buckets move right across um, and go over to the left-hand side. So if we do that now, and I'd just love just to pray um, for this as those buckets go across. Father, we want to thank you in advance for the work that is happening in the Teen Parent School, investing into the lives of these young mothers and fathers in our community. Father, we pray that you have you have blessed us and lavished your blessings upon us, and we pray that as we give back and into this work in the community this morning, Father, we pray that it will, it will do a great work to equip these fathers to be the fathers that they've been created to be. Father, we pray for the work and the counselors of the team at Family Works, that they may have opportunities to speak into these lives, and that we see wonderful fathers come out from this investment that has been made. So we thank you for all that you've done through this, Father, in your name we pray, amen and amen. Right, Carl, how are we looking with the, 
How are we looking with the team? Well, good. Now we had a Carl's going to come up and get ready um, to share with us, and uh, there was there was going to be something special if this was going to be outside, and it's still special, um, isn't it, Carl? Yeah, it's going to be special, mate. Yeah, it's still going to be special. That's good. We're in for a ride. There was going to be a little bit more whiz bang um, outside, but uh, and we had it as part of our health and safety plan. Be rest assured. Um, good. Thank you, buddy. I don't think a boy carrying a chainsaw was part of our health and safety <laughs> plan, but that's all right. He's put it down now. There we go. Good. You, you're good, Carl? Yes, good, thanks. I'll leave you to it. Hey, good to see you, Upper Hut. Like, like it's been said, this was planned for outside, and the heart, as the as ministers got together to pray and plan for this weekend, our heart is for the city of Upper Hut. Amen. As, as the people here in this place, our heart is for this community of Upper Hutt. And, um, and so the miracle already today is the churches coming together, nine churches in the house coming together, glorifying God. Isn't that beautiful? Amen. I like it. I have to wear a tie today. It's quite nice. Um, and so, yeah, so today I'm just going to present to you a simple gospel presentation. And I've got a time limit of 15 minutes, which is really awesome because my church will be so pleased because... Usually I talk on too long. So 15 minutes, and I had it timed to the minute where my chainsaw carving would take three minutes. But today, inside, it might be a little bit shorter than that. We'll see, eh? Um, now, I'm a, I'm a simple man. My name, like I said, my name's Carl. I've got a lovely wife, Christine, over, over the back there. Yes, I'm, yeah, I'm married. And uh, we've got six children in our house, and we are so blessed. Um, and like I say... My life wasn't always that easy, and our marriage wasn't always that easy. Um, I worked in the forestry for many years, and in the forestry, I learned simple truths about life and creation. And you know, the, the Bible says that when God made the heavens and the earth, when in Genesis, the first account in Genesis, it was all good. God said it was good, didn't he? It was good. What he made was good, all goods. And so I've got this log here today as an example of God's creation, because what God makes... Good. So here's a here's a beautiful piece of um, pinus radiata, and it's perfect. Look at it. It's just a beautiful log, and uh, makes you want to give it a kiss and a cuddle. This is made with perfection. There's no blemishes, no spots. No, they've got a few spots. It's just how God intended it to be. God's original plan for this log to be a pinus radiata. Amen. And God made it. It's all good. But as you know the story, God gave man and woman the ability to make choices. Hey, we've got free will, haven't we? And uh, that, 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 that choice um, to either love him or turn away from him, simple choice. And yet in our life, we've made choices to turn away from God. And in our rebellion, sometimes things have consequences. And so when I think about the, this log... In God's original plan, it's going to get really messy in here. Is this okay? I don't check. Is this in the plan? I'm not sure, but I've got I've got a tarp down. Now, I'm going to get a stand here. Now, just the other day, we're looking at some um, some 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 photos, some old photo. Remember the old photo albums? I mean, everything today is on iPads. I see an iPad here, and you flick through your photos, but my son pulled out an old photo album. It was just the most coolest thing. And we're going through these old photos. 
of um, back in the 70s, back in the 80s. I mean, I'm not that old, eh? But, you know, and when the children were so young and so cute and so um, just innocent, and it's like, they were, it's like God's original plan. They're, they're all good. There was just an innocence about our, our, our babies. When you look at a baby, you go, oh, they just, they just want to absorb love. They want to be loved, and they're just hungry for a love and attention, and they're just excited about life and growing and learning. You know what I mean? It's all good. When God made the earth, it was all good. But like I said, as we get older, as life affects us in different ways, our hearts change. And as you know, look around the world today. You know, I mean, just look at the news. We've got, I'm going to put it here, you know, we've got, we've got war going on. Hey, we've got, I'm going to put it here. Evil, okay? Throw out some things that are going around the world today. What's some of the stuff going on in the world today? Some of the chaos that's going on. Crime, yeah. We've got poverty, good. Poverty, oh man. Injustice. Wars, famine, greed. Okay, in the world, it's, it's just chaos taking place in the world, isn't it? It hasn't, nothing's changed since, you know, since you know, things have changed since the fall, eh? The fall of man, when, when God, when men chose to turn away from God, chose to walk in rebellion, chose to turn into their own ways and become their own God, if you like. But with all this comes a consequence, doesn't it? So all this stuff affects our nice pointers right out of log. What about our, our community of upper heart? I mean, some of the stuff that's going on in the community today. Graffiti? <laughs> yeah. It's just no need for that graffiti. There's, there's death, suicide, broken marriages, broken families. Pardon? What was that one? Burglaries, yes. Homelessness. So drugs, what was that one? Drug abuse, crime, the prisons are getting bigger. You know, there's, the, there's this massive problems. And as you can see, it affects life. And what about our personal lives? What about your personal life and my personal life? I know myself, when I turned my heart from God and I walked in rebellion, I thought I was doing okay. But what God had intended me to look like I became something different. It's kind of weird. I started looking different to what God had intended for me to be. I thought I was still functioning as a man, as a father, as a husband. But, I was, but because I was living out of rebellion, living out of selfishness, out of lust, out of pride, my life started to look all <laughs> distorted and twisted, if you know what I mean. And so, not how God intended me to be. And so I look at this log, how it's affected by, we call it sin, and sin is simply missing the mark. Who's getting high on these fumes? I look at this log. I look at the world today. I look at the community of Upper Hutt. I look at my life. And I tell you, there's, um, what's the answer? To me, it's a, it's a look of despair, darkness, hopelessness, where, where dreams are lost and hearts are broken. 
It's, 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 it's sad. It breaks my heart. But I tell you, at this moment, as we sung this morning, God, who loves the world, sent his son. Now, this is where it's going to get really noisy and messy. This is where I need a, you know, I'll put it on here. In the midst of chaos and brokenness, confusion, in the midst of darkness, despair, and mess, the King of Glory was sent to earth. Isn't that just the most bizarre thing? This place was a messy place. I tell you, when, when I found Christ in my life, my place was a messy place. My heart was full of darkness, brokenness, sin, abuse, violence. But God, in his infinite wisdom, sent his son, born of a virgin, we sung it this morning, the children sung it this morning, into this world. Isn't that a crazy thing? And I tell you, and it was, the reason I'm putting my chaps on, because... This was no lullaby event. This was a cosmic clash of two kingdoms where the kingdom of heaven invaded earth. And as you read the accounts of the death of Jesus at, that, at, at Calvary, it says when he cried out his last breath, when he cried out his finished, it says the temple curtain tore in two, which would have been an earth-shattering event. The, the curtain was massive, tore in two, the rocks split in half, the earth shook, graves opened, and the godly people rose from the dead all at that moment. The, the sky went dark. Remember that story? And the Roman centurion says, surely this is the Son of God. That was a cosmic event. It wasn't some kind of, oh, when's the sermon going to be over? This was like earth Shattering event. And I don't know if you noticed, but on Thursday night, we had a Passover meal in our church, and, and, and as churches got together on Thursday and for Good Friday, around Upper Hutt, around New Zealand, there was crazy weather going on. It was dark and wind and rain. You wake up this morning, the blinds were open in our bedroom, and the, there's a stillness. There was a calmness. And the Bible said, and I read this morning, as Mary Magdalene and Mary, the other Mary, ran to the tomb... As you saw before, and the earth shook, the, and the tomb fell open, and the guards were terrified and grew faint and collapsed. It was a cosmic event when Jesus rose from the dead. So, so I'm just going to warn you, this is going to get loud, only for a few minutes, only for a few seconds, okay? And, uh, <coughs> so block your ears if you want to block your ears. saw a spark, which isn't a good thing. <laughs> it's steel on that stand. 
at that moment of, of complete darkness, God sent His Son, the King of glory, to earth. In the midst of our filth, in the midst of darkness, in the midst of our sin, God sent His Son. I don't know where you're at today, but I know in my life, 10, 12 years ago now, my life was so messed up, so consumed with self, so broken, so hard-hearted, yet God sent His Son in the midst of my life, in the midst of my marriage, in the midst of my family. And in that moment, life changed. And I just want to just give you these, at the cross, the significance of the cross for us family is that at the cross, sin and death was defeated. Amen? Sin, the grave can no longer hold, no longer held him. Sin and death has been conquered through the life and death and resurrection of Christ. Amen? And what that means for us is, is resurrection hope, that there's a hope of resurrection in our lives. Amen? That sin is not, death is not the end for us. At the cross, got to keep to my notes, I get excited, hey? Yeah. At the cross, Jesus made a public spectacle, made fun of the enemy. That's what it says in his word in Colossians. That at the cross, Jesus made a public spectacle of the enemy, stripping him of his power and authority. Jesus said these words, I've come to destroy the works of the devil. Amen? There's victory at the cross. At the cross, all of our sin and our shame, all of our guilt, all of our condemnation has been nailed to the cross. At the cross, we have forgiveness of sin. Amen? And Jesus says, I come to give you life, life in abundance. So all that hopelessness, all that despair, all that depravity in my life, Jesus takes it all upon himself so, so that he, so that we could live without the burden of sin in our lives. Amen? Amen. The debt has been paid in full. It's at the cross that our future has been sealed for eternity. Isn't that beautiful? Our future has been sealed for eternity at the cross. The hope of resurrection. Amen? Amen. It's each one of us who has Christ in our heart, we have the hope of resurrection, of eternal life. It's at the cross that we can receive our new identity as sons and daughters. You know, like I said before, when all that darkness affects your life and your heart, you start to live like something else, not God's original intent. God's original intent for us is to live as sons and daughters in right relationship with God. And the Bible says hey, that the, all of creation is awaiting for the sons and gods to be revealed. When we know the truth of who we are as his, as his son, as his daughter, and we're in right relationship with him, I tell you, it enables us to live life differently here on earth. And what happens is that we become his ambassadors. We become Jesus on earth. We become his ministers of reconciliation. We become the priests of all believers. We become a holy nation, a kingdom of priests, the Word of God says. Amen? That's all of you. Amen. A new identity. The old is gone and the new has come. All the other stuff is counterfeit. And I tell you, just many years my children didn't want to know their dad because of this. And I couldn't figure it out. What was going on? Because I was a counterfeit. I was living life, trying to be something that it wasn't God's intention to be. I was messed up with all my own stuff. You know what I mean? You know, the only way I put it down to was a counterfeit. I wasn't living how God intended me to be. I tell you, there's freedom at the cross when you know who you are and what Jesus bought for you with his blood. 
couple more. It says here in my, in my notes, it says, it's at the cross where our broken hearts, our broken dreams can be restored. Amen? Jesus rose from the grave with resurrection power. And it's the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in me, is in you. The same spirit. Amen? It's resurrection power. And so in that place, broken hearts get healed. Broken dreams get resurrected. Amen? And the last one I've got here is that the cross is the place where we come and surrender our life. Amen? Where we come and we bow our knee humbly because this King of kings, this Lord of lords, has taken upon himself all of our filth, all of our rubbish, all of our hardness of heart, so that we can become children of God. Thank you, Lord. In that verse it says, it's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. It's a daily family, it's a daily journey of coming, like Jesus says, you want to be my follower? Then come, take up your cross daily. He says, turn from your selfish ways. <laughs> You've got that choice. Turn from your selfish ways. Take up your cross daily and follow me. It's a daily journey of dying to self, dying to our selfish ways and taking our cross. And I tell you, that's just living life in abundance. I'm going to finish with this verse, these couple of verses out of Ephesians chapter 2. Just really hear the word of the Lord. Verse 4 says this, But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he has raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of his incredible wealth, of his grace and kindness towards us is shown in all he has done for us, who we are united with, Christ Jesus. Verse 8 says this, For God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. I'll read that again. This, this, that verse set me free. God saved you by his grace unmerited favor, when you believed, when the truth penetrated your heart. And, this, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do all, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. In the last verse, verse 13 says this, But now you have been united with Christ Jesus. Once you were far away from God, 
but now you've been brought near to him through the blood of Christ. Amen. Amen. I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna pray, cut a key, and uh I just want to put a challenge out. If there's anybody here today that says, man, I'm still living a counterfeit life. That's what it is. It's counterfeit. You're not living to the fullness of your potential. You're not living in the fullness of what God has in store for you because he wants us to live life and life in its fullness, life in abundance. And if you're sitting here going, oh, man, I don't know. I just want a hot cross bun, man, <laughs> or whatever, wherever your head's at. And I say, today is a day of salvation. Today is a day, is a, is a is an invitation to you to receive a gift, a free gift of salvation. I mean, you can't earn it. You can't be good enough. You just got to go, wow, God, that you would die for me. And so after, after I've prayed this morning, um, many of the pastors are going to be out by the lounge. There's a little um, few couches out there in the foyer. If you want prayer this morning, if you've got questions going on in your head, don't leave here unanswered. Seek some advice, get some people to talk and pray with you and make the most of this opportunity. This is, this is the good news, family. This is the good news. And God wants you to live life. He paid the price that you could live life as his example here on earth. So I'm going to pray. So please, please stand as I pray this morning. Thank you, Father. Father God, as we stand in your presence today, Father, we stand in it with an incredible sense of humility, with uh, reverence, with awe in our hearts for this incredible cosmic gift that you gave us, that you would send your Son into this world, into our community, into our lives. You would take upon yourself all of our guilt and our shame so that we could be set free and live life and life in abundance. Father, we want to thank you and we want to give you our lives today as an act of worship, as an act of sacrifice. Oh God, we want to lay our lives down daily and say, God, here we are. Use us as your ministers, as your priests, as your ambassadors here in Upper Hutt. Lord, use each one of us. Lord, by, today, by your word today, by your Holy Spirit, reveal our true identity in you, Lord Jesus. That it's no longer us that live, but Christ lives in us. And Father, this morning, if there's, if there's hearts in this room that are hard, if there's still confusion or unbelief in this room this morning, Lord, I pray that by your Spirit, you prompt those people, Father God, to, 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 to make that invitation real for them today. And so, Lord, we just want to give you this time. We thank you again for your incredible gift, this incredible grace, this incredible gift of your love. And in return, we just want to give you our lives. And we just want to say thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just a couple of things. Please be seated, family. Um, after this, like, I'm just, like, after I've just shared a couple of notices, you know, those who, yeah, there's, there's, there's drinks, uh, barbecue, hot, hot cross buns outside there. Just remember, it's all about serving others. If you've got one in your hand, it's for someone else. Remember that, eh? Jesus says, you know, 
Do it to these, least of these. And Lord, look for that opportunity to serve someone else. Um, we've, got, we've got bouncy castles, face painting and balloons for the children. Make the use of this, make the, yeah, be blessed and use that. And also for those who want to, um, like I say, stay and talk and, and receive some prayer this morning, make the, make the most of that opportunity. And one, one last thing, though, um, big part of serving in the kingdom of God is, um, yeah, serving. <laughs> um, if, you give, if you've got time to stay behind the volunteers that help set up with all the chairs, there's about 500 chairs to be packed away after this and just help tidying up a lot of sawdust here. <laughs> I mean, come on. So if you can stay behind, um, just give an hour. Um, to help tidy up and move chairs, and, and you'll, be, you'll be a blessing to so many. So thank you all for coming. God bless you, and have communion together as we share over food and drink together. Amen. Amen. Amen.